0: Hello and welcome to Lore Council, the Shieldwall Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything lore based and lore. related. And tonight we're gonna to be talking about some Warhammer Fantasy, and we're gonna start with the elves. But before we get to that point, we have myself, John, Eddie, Nathan, and, hey, and John. Did you forget to feed him again? Yeah.
1: Anyway, you get back in the garage. You <laughs> <laughs> got promoted from the to the garage. It we, is it we've is a promotion. We take him out of the sack of sorrows, <laughs> <laughs>
0: out of the hole he dwells. Anyway, elves. So on my way from the shop this past week, I saw a car with a license plate that said Anarion.
1: Oh, I have no idea who that is.
0: Anarion was the first of the Phoenix Kings for the
1: elves. Before
0: they became Dark Elves, High Elves, Wood Elves, they were simply the Elven race. Now, Phoenix King, was that just, is just that, that just a fancy title or like he's, is he a step above normal kings? They they only had one king position. Okay, so he's Phoenix. They king. had, yeah, then,
2: you know, Phoenixes are freaking cool so they're like, hey, yeah. Phoenix is awesome and rises above everything. And, that's, oh, like, oh, that's oh, interesting. And, mm. No, um, to become Phoenix King, you also have to survive the flames of Assyrian, meaning you get
1: burnt to a crisp and rise again. Okay. Now, in both Eldar and uh, fantasy elves, high Lord, high and mighty pants is always Phoenix. Something like the Phoenix Lord, the Phoenix yeah. King. In the Eldar, they're the Phoenix Lords. Like, yeah, they, they have to pass through the flames of
2: Assyrian to
0: rise up.
1: Mm. They literally, like he said, like burn to a crisp and rise. They, in the ashes. they have to
0: rise from the fires. Which is kind of a like funny way, like funny thing that they face around in Phoenix is because both in fantasy and 40k, they are currently, well, at least in 40k, the Eldar are in the ashes. They have yet to rise again. they a wail, by the way, you well, them all the they, way.
2: They already, they already went through the fire to rise up, up gave into decadence and fell. Is that what happened in fantasy too? Okay, so well, let's start with Anarian. Yes, yeah, <laughs> start with Anarian. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay.
1: Uh, <clears throat> no, but what about Malice Darkblade? I want to get to the good part already. <laughs> Patience, young grasshopper. No, you'll learn in three months.
0: Three to five months. <laughs> Depending on how long these lore councils take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what I know of, of, about Narian is that he, like, took on, basically took on the Chaos Gods and won.
2: He didn't lose.
1: But he didn't win. Which, which is akin to winning. Yes. Um. So... Tie. When Chaos entered the old world, Mm-hmm. the Warhammer, Warhammer world. world we'll call it a draw <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand that's
0: actually kind of what happened the more kinda, I recall now yeah
2: Um, so alright so Chaos when it first entered had no limits at all
0: like not confined to the north, northern south poles okay
2: it's also in the south pole too okay is, it's not as easy accessible because mostly surrounded by sea much like the actual world where it's
1: Antarctica and it's like the real world who gives a fuck about the south it, wow isn't wow. that where all the penguins are Yes. the South
0: Pole? I give a fuck about the South Pole. Penguins well, are awesome. All penguins peng-
1: are below the equator,
2: but they're not, they're not all in the South Pole. Oh. There are some as north as Africa and as South America. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're talking about fantasy worlds. <laughs> 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 Our world is beautiful. <laughs> that it is. But let's... uh. Fantasy. So, <laughs> they were constantly fighting demons that could materialize anywhere. And Narian was able to rally all the... So, elves love politics. They like bickering and infighting just to prove that they're slightly superior to everyone else. Because when you're you know a damn near perfect race in every aspect, you have to compare yourself to a damn near perfection in every aspect. My dick is more perfecter. I have an extra <laughs> millimeter on you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Basically. Yes. If it's a full millimeter even. So he was actually, Shots actually, fired. Yeah. <laughs> o- officer Walk. down. Anyways. The, the, he was actually able to rally all the. Because they. There are different kingdoms in Uthwan. I don't remember off top of my head how many, because it's not a lot, maybe like six. But they all answered to the Phoenix King because he was actually able to rally them all together to fight as one. He was actually from the northern shores, Nagareth. And since even though chaos could like come in from anywhere, they still predominantly came from the north. Nagareth being the most northern part, they were always at war. Like, that's all they did was fight. Everyone in Nagareth was a fighter. had to spend some time in the military.
0: Now that name. Nagareth, We'll get into it later. Okay. Because ringing some bells. You know Jesus it of Nagareth. <laughs> <laughs> no, not no, those course. bells. Not the church <laughs> bells. The <other> <laughs> bells. The, I've heard that name before. Now, in order to take on
2: the chaos, the chaos gods, he actually took up this ancient sword known as the Warp Sword of Cain... It also has a few other titles that I'm missing at the time moment, because it was mentioned in one of the Malice Darkblade books. In several of the titles. It is it was on the old world before chaos showed up. Hmm. One of its names is The Widowmaker.
1: Because of Anirian. Interesting. The sword Weird that it would be a demon slaying sword named the Widowmaker. Well, it
2: was named because it's what killed Anyrian. Run that by me again. <laughs> The sword takes its toll on the wielder. Ah. Uh, it gives you damn near limitless power at, at the cost price. of it's going to
1: kill you. Hmm. Suck your soul out through your penis. North,
2: i will say northeast of Nagarith, where there is an island that had the shrine of the Warp Sword. Mm-hmm. Like, they acknowledged it was powerful and didn't use it. Um, I got to backtrack a bit. During this war, the Phoenix King is married to the Ever Queen. Okay. The ever Queen is the, uh, the queen of
1: all the forests and Othwan. How does she become that? Politics. Politics and rituals. So, the king just has to get set on fire and the queen has to do something? That's politics! The king has
2: to be- because if you enter the fire and you are not deemed worthy, you die. I'll roll those dice. <laughs> so did Meliketh. Yeah, he did. He didn't die. He just came damn close and required sorcery. But rolling had been back way <laughs> ahead of myself. So, unfortunately, the Ever Queen was killed during the wars. So, Anarian took up a new wife. Not a wife that was very popular amongst most of the nobles. Marathi, a witch. Sorceress. Witch. Yes. <laughs> now, oh, uh, yeah. And um, she bore a son, Malekith, who really didn't get very old before his father ended the whole chaos wars. He ended up taking on like the greatest of the greater demons, one from each God, all at once, while well, to top a dragon. He slew them all. War, uh, during that point, the wizards of the Sapphire City, the most powerful wizards of any elf, they, conduct, they created this vortex magical vortex to hold chaos at bay the cost was they were because it, it didn't stop chaos it put it into stasis but it also put all 13 wizards into stasis they didn't die they were simply frozen
0: like locked in the ritual all the time right yes and, and that is literally what held chaos at bay yeah I'm remembering this
2: now now. Having slain the greatest of the greater demons, he goes to return the sword to his shrine. He is wounded. His dragon is wounded. His dragon lives long enough to get him to the island. He lives long enough to put the sword back in its altar and dies. So the sword that he used to win the war costs him his life.
1: If it gives you ultimate power, couldn't you use that power to extend your it life? It gives you ultimate martial power. Okay,
2: Not magical. Combat Not magical. power. Yeah. It, will, it, it makes you it, a hell of a fighter. Not much else. It's hard to extend the life on an immortal being. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: hard to extend well, the life on an immortal being. Timeless being. Okay. Heart Well, uh, yeah, that's fair.
0: Functionally immortal, can, can be, immortal but can, can be killed by the blade. Which yes, he was. Yes, he was. And it then, obeyed the laws.
2: <laughs> and then they were kind of sentenced to turmoil. Meliketh recently became an adult by, around this time. And they were deciding who should be the next phoenix king. Marathi kept insisting it be Malekith since his father was king. But since elves don't like simple politics, they like it as complicated and convoluted as possible. They decided that it should not be him who transcends the throne. And Malekith was actually quite okay with it. He didn't want the throne. He, he was barely an adult. He didn't care. He cared, but he, he didn't... This is beyond me. He didn't want the mantle at the time. He's, yeah, yeah, it's it's beyond me, and others agree that I'm not ready for it, so I'm there not going to push.
0: There are people who are more qualified for the position than I am yeah. currently. And then... And for the good of my people, make it someone else! Yes.
2: Now, um, it, it was also revealed at that time that Anarian had a daughter with his first wife that was, that didn't die... And was take, and was actually raised in the forest of Oathwaan, and was actually going to become the next Everqueen. And so the the I forget who it was that they eventually decided on how many king. It started with a B, and they married him to the Everqueen to make it. And he passed through the fires unscathed, so he was legitimately the Phoenix King. Convenient for him. And Malekus swore fealty with no distrust or signs of anything. But then, now you have the city, the, uh, the country of Nagareth, all these fighters, and
1: no one to fight.
2: I'm sensing
1: this is where Dark Elves came from. Under the behest oh, of Morathia. We, we, we got a little ways to go before that. Really? Under the behest of Morathia, I'm guessing oh, those yes. are, Because uh, I'm already. Well, I guess my predictions. Elves in the north are going to end up being the Dark Elves. Elves closer to the forest are going to end up being the Wood Elves. And everybody else elves is elves. aren't
2: on Uthwan. Really? the Everqueen and her guard are, were, in the game-wise, still part of the High Elf faction. Hmm. Because elves actually spread to the Old World continent itself. Okay. Having no way to test themselves, they decided to expand. So, uh, a few forays go out and set up some settlements. They start to encounter orcs. Uh, Malekith, at this point, he's like, you know, uh, he's actually a very capable commander and actually really good wizard, not sorcerer. He actually gets these ships ready to go and gets an army ready and gets the blessing from the Phoenix team to go out and expand in his name. He goes there to, like, you know, a, a pretty well established port city that's besieged and. Constant under threat of the, these orcs invading, and so he's Is tell- it a human city. No, humans hadn't risen up yet. Okay,
1: we were still dirt.
0: They, they, they. they I know we, were, yeah, They, I know they, we they,
2: did they didn't even have settlements at this point.
1: Yeah,
0: because I know the elves had basically enslaved the humans at one point, or That's subjugated them. them. Yes.
2: And so they, he he's there with his armies, and he's like, "You." He goes to the he, he he talks with the leaders like, "You failed." You can't even keep your city safe. I will save all of your people right here, right now, but it will be my city. And you can go back to oath when shame that you lost everything you were trusted to keep. It's a raw deal. He'd already failed. He, 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 Malice had a point. Yeah. And considering Malikith. Malikith, Malikith Malik. had a point. And again, they, from nagareth they were a warrior culture. You failed to keep your city safe.
0: So you failed. You so, failed as a warrior.
2: So yeah. he agrees to the terms. Malekith gets his armies on shore, and he tries to bolster his lines with his army. Malekith no. I trust all my men. I don't know yours. They've not been tested by me. He manages to defend the city and push back the orcs and wipe out the tribe. That was his first week there. <laughs>
0: No, but they so basically, he comes out of the gate swinging.
2: Oh yeah, like I mean, he's got like you know magical armor, weapons, and again, he's a freaking wizard. All of you, but a duck, because I'm about to turn left and Against I want to smack so you with my dick. You know, competent swords, beyond competent swordsman, master swordsman, that can and, cast lightning and fire.
1: So I mean, you know, god mode.
0: Yeah.
2: Now, yeah, are magic
1: still on winds at this point. Yes. Okay.
2: Uh now I'm gonna do a little I'm, change, I'm, I'm a very, blue and a hurricane. I'm gonna go on a little tangent here, to describe because yeah. I will be using the term wizard and sorcerer very distinctly. Yeah, I know. Wizards
1: actually take study and courses. They and take books. study
2: and actually master what they're doing with magic. Sorcery is using a raw form of magic, which can actually be more powerful. You kind of
1: feel but it, it has
2: a lot more risks and Often requires sacrifice to make go right. Gotcha. So kind of like Blood Magic from Dragon Age where you just kind of sacrifice someone and hope it works. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> this sor- sorcery hadn't
0: really become a huge thing yet. Now, so on the note of those differentials, yes. you we got wizards, sorcerers. And people like to throw around the term mages and stuff like that. Are those all three distinctly different things? So or wizard, mages is kind of the same thing. The Warhammer
2: world doesn't really distinguish mage from wizard. Okay. Um. Some lore, some mythos I've read into. A wizard learns how to control magic around them. A mage tends to have more control over elements. Okay. So, like, just kind of using the magic of the world itself rather than tapping into other worldly sources. Okay. That's been th- that's
1: the, the best definition I've found, and I right. like it. Mages are benders, wizards are nerds. Okay. Yes. That's <laughs> concisely. Yeah, so, Malekith was
2: a wizard at the time. He actually goes forth and expands inland because they hadn't really made any progress due to orcs, beastmen, other
0: monstrosities. Were the skaven around at this time? Unconfirmed. Mm, no, they Unconfirmed. took time okay. to
2: mutate, didn't they? Uh, at this point, beastmen had already been around.
1: Yeah, but skaven aren't skaven more mutated. I thought. Have they, to say, they, they I thought beastmen skaven were mutated from the winds of magic, and skaven were mutated from being around warpstone. More or less, yes,
2: but the skaven might not have come up from the ground yet.
0: They're still sorting themselves and out. To
2: most personnel, a beastman or a ratman look the same.
1: Yeah, as far yeah, as but that's you and I, they're different. Yes. Right, but in that world, as far as the
0: Empire are concerned, jumping ahead a little bit yeah. to explain, it. there are no, Skaven don't exist. They're about a myth. They're beastmen who take the shape of rats. Sure, but intelligent ra- giving these things intelligent like rats, whatever like Skaven, complete bullshit. Like there's no way it could possibly. So they just explain any time Skaven attack, it's just it was beastmen.
1: What does that have to do with the different differentiation? It's
2: not so it, much a differentiation as explained to why Skaven might not be mentioned
0: because they,
2: they couldn't con- tell the difference yeah they hadn't gone to- the idea because Sk- the idea of Skaven being a thing so, so was unconscionable. To your so your there's, there's no way that could to be a to thing the answer your original question Skaven weren't confirmed there and never actually specifically mentioned anything that i read at that time
1: okay but the point I was getting at is why that would be so yeah. from a lore perspective and not a propaganda perspective
2: could be that maybe Warlson hadn't gone that deep into the world yet or if it had, Skaven might not have been able to tunnel up yet.
0: Or they're still sorting themselves out in the Under Empire with all the infighting that they are prone to. That could also be. This is still thousands of years before Sigmar. Yes.
2: So at so, this point, Meliketh is only a couple of centuries old.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Very young. Very young. For now. <laughs> now, um, they go expanding inward. And they encounter this, amongst all the monsters, they encounter this very strange sort of people. Very short and round.
0: They encounter the dwarves. And, and bef- at that point, rather liked them. Well, at that point, they had no idea what to do with them. <laughs> no one's. D- th- 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 that hasn't changed. No one knows what to do with dwarves anymore. Dwarf- dwarves will do dwarves they- and they will do dwarf things. They won't. It, it, you can talk, you know, they they're, can be <laughs> negotiated with, but they will still do their own thing because they're just stubborn. Yeah. What do you do with something that stubborn? Dwarves it. are the
2: concept Work of stubbornness embodied. Done. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> so Melikith, as the dwarves didn't really know what to make of the elves
1: either, because the dwarves they, have been on
2: Earth longer. They had been in the old world part of it longer than the elves had. Been. I'm not really sure which came first, to be honest. <laughs> they haven't the really clarified it. Eggs. They haven't. They have yeah. really clarified it, as but, far as but,
0: they, they that I know of. Is that they've both been around equally long? It's just when they encountered each other. So yes. the dwarves consider the elves to be a younger race. The elves consider the dwarves to be a younger race. And they just can't. It's just like he said this, they said that. Well, Meliketh uh, took
2: a couple of his closer personnel. They walked towards the dwarves, drew their uh, took their weapons off and put them down, and advanced closer, not all, not like within a hundred yards, and the dwarf, a couple of dwarves did similar and after many failed attempts they finally one of the dwarves actually was able to get a rudimentary understanding of the elves language wise mm-hmm. and so this went on for a couple of weeks and they they actually managed to get someone someone who is oh, some dwarves and elves are actually able to speak to each other basically broken language to each other mm-hmm. And they like uh, then during this time the dwarves had sent word back to their kingdoms saying hey we've encountered these things tall things like tall skin, like these disgustingly skinny tall dwarf things with no beards damn it tall things long
1: hair weird smells no beard
2: <laughs> but you know this gets attention to the high king of the dwarves who sends out a party to go invite them Malekith accepts this offer Goes with and actually talks to talks with an elf that's able to talk with dwarves. They were riding in a cart the whole way, and they, he admired the fact that dwarves all knew their place. Whenever they broke for camp, it was perfect, like legionnaire style efficiency. Each one did their task, got defenses built up, got camp set, got wood chopped, got fires going. Wonderfully efficient. But on the way, like they're discussing different wor- like what the words for different things are. Meliketh asks him what the word for gold is, and the elf is like, "Well, here's the thing: where most, where everything else, there's one word that can cover multiple topics. When it comes to gold, there are no less than twelve words for gold in dwarvish, wow. <laughs> both in its purity and its ownership. <clears throat> ownership? How? Like there's king's gold, no, no, things no, gold, um, or so." If it's my gold, it'll be this word. If it's your gold, it's that word. If it's no one's claimed gold, it's this word. Depending on the purity, it could change any one of those. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, dwarves love gold, obviously. Like above all metals. Everyone loves gold. Exactly.
0: I love like gold.
2: Oh God, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I'm Just let, let like it die. <laughs>
1: Anywho, um, <laughs> they get back to this. Though it's weird that. So many races and cultures are, well, in mean fantasy realms, are obsessed with gold because it's such a shitty metal. Yes, but it's pretty. But, but it's, it's also a based upon metal.
2: it's a shitty metal in reality, and a lot of reality real cultures idolize it because the, in their opinion, their gold, their their gods thought that gold was divine metal.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Because it was so pure, and shiny, and a different color. Because gold is one of very few metals
0: that is not silver in
2: color.
1: It's rare, is what it is. It's different. And it was it's
2: heavy. shitty on an el-
0: on a elemental scale. It's soft. It's not very malleable. Like it's very malleable. It doesn't hold a shape well. It can t- like all that. It's useless, but, it's, but it's, it's rare and it's also heavy as hell. And it doesn't tarnish. Yes. So it keeps its
2: purities forever, which means it must be divinely blessed. Mm-hmm. And since fantasy worlds are based off you know real mythos, they d- they discern that gold is very valuable. That's fair. That's why I'm, I'm looking at
0: it. Yeah, I'll take hey, <laughs> maybe bullshit, but it sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's pure, it's very, but it's also very malleable because of how soft it is. Like, the, the shittiness as an element being soft and just prone to anything like that. It's, it's not good for anything. Makes oh. it, but makes it being it makes it, it prone to being able to work into fine works of art that are beautiful and blessed by the, by their gods if need because of how pure it is, because of how malleable it is. It it's a flexible thing. It wasn't
2: good for anything until we had electronics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, in a fantasy realm, you're not going to have electronics. Exactly. Right. Other than the lightning spells. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so they go to this kingdom, and they meet the High King of Dwarves, Snorri the Whitebeard. Who
1: becomes... Sk- now, was Snorri very Snorri?
2: Don't know. Don't get into that. Okay, fair. <clears throat> but him and Malekith become good friends. Very good friends. But Melchith finds something in his hall that he does not expect to find. A dragon? Elves. Hmm. Elves. There were two elves there. Who had been on a ship that got capsized and wrecked. Ah. Uh-huh. Were and they yours
0: in- took them in helped them? Yes. Okay. They weren't prisoners, <laughs> I'm and, they and They actually made- weren't they- jesters. They-,
2: they made the best uh, interpreters actually. But Melich's like, Who are you? Why are you here? Why does no one know you're here? Why have we never heard of these creatures before? Why have we not made contact? Why? 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 Because we're happy here. And they're like, um, um, you see, okay, well, here's the thing. You're, I am actually, because at this point, because of his success with everything, he was the highest authority in the old world as far as elves go. Malekith? Yes.
1: So they're understandably the a bit phoenix, tongue-tied.
2: The phoenix king had limited power over the old world. Right. Which is one of the reasons Malekith actually... Well, worked. when
0: you're separated by an ocean, you can only do so much. Exactly. Like... Exactly. Yeah. Like,
2: like historical colonial times, it's hard to relay over orders when it takes weeks for them to get there.
0: Right. So... But they're th- they're confronted with Malekith, who's at this point very well-renowned. Yes. And they are shitting their pants. Yes. Yes. Understandably so But
2: he keeps them on As diplomats
0: Right So where did they come Why What was their answer They were on this ship They got wrecked And they washed ashore But why didn't they Try to make uh, contact Because they didn't Know where to go Yeah Right
2: Well they could (coughs) have Actually asked the dwarves How to get to the ocean Yeah but the ocean's A big place Um, the western coast That uh, Up and down that coast The elves had settlements Yeah And dwarves make Good bodyguards Maybe they were happy They were they, they, could were, they were bodyguards for things at other uh, heights. They were also celebrities, the elves. Mm-hmm. Those two elves. Different. They were the only two elves the dwarves had ever seen. Uh yes. As far as the dwarves knew, they were important personnel.
0: They weren't actually. I'm just. They're they just were two random peasant crewmen. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, so Road to El Yes, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with this. I got a movie yeah. reference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. They got a movie reference T-
1: twice. Twice in one night.
0: Yeah. Once the yeah twice in one week with the podcast, jeez. All right, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: moving right so along. I feel yes, like um, the
1: ceiling is going to come crashing down on us. As what, what, what
2: what are the uh, first one of the first things that they do is they have a feast. And elves don't really eat red meat much. No, they do not. <laughs> and elves don't really eat. They like to eat dignified, you know, the whole proper behavior. And dwarves don't. (laughs) Elves have etiquette. Dwarves have parties. Exactly. (laughs) And then, what really confused the elves is after they were done eating and, you know, this ale stuff was awful, but somehow the dwarves keep slugging back tankard after tankard, all of a sudden, as if on unspoken command, every dwarf pulls out this pouch and then pulls out a pipe and loads it and starts to smoke until there's just this noxious cloud of smoke throughout the throughout the whole feasting hall. Uh (laughs) And the the elves elves start coughing. Oh, God. The story not really uh, what to do with Malika offers him the pipe. Yes. And Malika politely
0: declines. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't like poison. (laughs) No, it's funny you should bring that. like that's how it went down because in the Dwarf Omnibus that I read a long time ago back, and this is like back after humans existed. Well, Elven party is asking for the dwarves' help. And throughout that, it actually keeps flashing back to Malekath and story. But, you know, the dwarves entertain this elven party because they need help reclaiming their kingdom because they're under attack from Norsemen, we Norskins. Yeah. Um, and during the feast, whatever, like the dwarves are putting on entertainment and the elves are just like, What is going on? Oh, like, because, like, <laughs> the putting on entertainment, like, you know, like a song about chopping up goblins or whatever, like that, and the king sees that, the dwarf king sees that the elves are having none of it, and, like, you know, just like, no, stop, 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 because, like, thing. the elves, yeah, you know, does the, the thing with the hand <laughs> across, like, the hand across the throat, just stop, the elves are hating this, stop, um, and then, you know, the elves are like, as part of our thing, you know, we offered you this gift of spices, and the dwarves don't understand what that is, because it's meant to be going on food, mm-hmm. the dwarf king licks his finger, sticks it into a spice, Jar and pulls out, and, you know, like you know, to taste it, and just starts spluttering. The king and one of the bodies like, "The king's been poisoned. The king's been poisoned." And he's just like, "No, stop and coughing, and the coughing." He holds up the "I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." And he turns, "Well, it's got a kick out, but we like it." <laughs> <laughs> and the elves are just like, Who that, that was supposed to go on food." <laughs> just starts like, snorting it off the table. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm glad that has always been like that. It has. That makes me happy.
2: Uh so, um, and later, like, like they spend some time there getting to know the dwarves during this time. Malika sending emissaries back and forth to the settlements, making sure things are going well, sending word to the Phoenix King, letting him know that hey, we've encountered this race that's not hostile. Yes. And he's given, like, full diplomatic authority. Subjugate he, them. He's he given full diplomatic authority to act on behalf of the real, the uh, Phoenix King, even though he's already doing this. <laughs> <laughs> now he can do it, but and that, it's okay. Exactly.
0: But now he's actually sanctioned, officially. You, you have yeah. my blessing to continue doing this.
2: He actually takes the time to learn the Dwarven language.
0: Which I'm sure he masters in about a week. Yeah. Oh, it, two days. It's,
2: it's, uh, it's actually quite hard for him to fathom. Really? It's it's so guttural right. and raw and unrefined. Gotcha. Yeah, everything the elves portray themselves to not
0: be. Yeah, the elven language is very like melodic sounding, whereas yes, lots just
1: and fun fact about that. Go in, on. In um, sorry, Nathan. Go right ahead. In Shadowrun, the elven language is called sparathiel, mm-hmm. and it's portrayed as these like melodic chiming sounds that the elves make. Yeah, and so it's very funny when you have people who don't speak Spare thiel, listening to an angry elf. <laughs> because it, shou- it just sounds like angry wind chimes. It just sounds like Tinkerbell is going off. <laughs> I, I can see visually you're upset, but you sound like a wind chime. <laughs> Some
2: languages are more effective when you're angry than others.
1: German is very effective when you're angry. Even when you're not angry, you'll sound like it's Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just had to bring that, that up. That, that.
0: <laughs> welcome welcome, version. Can you imagine... Just on the note of that, like, an elf from Shadowrun, because they sound like wind chimes or whatever, sorry, someone who's speaking, what was the elf language? Sparathian. Someone speaking Sparathian, who's not an elf, like. It'd be like a human speaking Wookiee.
1: Yeah! <laughs> Well, that's the thing is you can other lang- other um, races can learn El- Spirethiel. Like you can speak it as another as another race. Can you imagine like be a be in Germany in for...
0: Shadowrun, the Germans in Shadowrun learning Spirethiel? So it just sounds like angry wind perpetual. Perpetual. It's just like like someone has put <laughs> wind has put a leaf blower in front of someone.
1: Glorious. But <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, just one last thing, just because yep. it's hilarious. Um, all of the metahuman humans that aren't directly human are not really liked because they're the minorities in Shadowrun in, in Shadowrun. And so this insult our DM threw at us was fucking Sped Thiel talking Daisy Muncher. She's <laughs> <laughs> like so out of left field. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, going back to Malekith, uh, now There's- being the sanctioned diplomat for yes.
2: Um, during this time, Snorri gets re- message of a creature harassing one of his settlements. So he invites Malekith to go on a little hunt with him. Yes. And they go hunting. Is it a dragon? It's trolls. It's trolls. They have a cave troll. Hmm. They have, there are multiple trolls. And Malekith didn't understand why they weren't staying dead.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> why won't you
2: die? <laughs> and then story, I'm trying. The, the dwarves light them on fire. They run away. They die. But then they get another visitor, a dragon ogre. Oh, this is something that's elves are really good at fighting. And he's still chaos. Oh, yeah, it's a chaos entity. Also, dragons hate dragon ogres. Dragon ogres were dragons that made packs with chaos. Yes. And, and since he's already pissed off at the embarrassment of how his men were doing as the trolls... He goes, like, full god mode on this dragon organ. Mode, single yeah. single Hadley
0: just takes it down. Which I'm guessing the dwarves are just like, oh, yes. Much yeah! a- <laughs> well, not so much that polite golf clap, but just, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they were impressed. Yes. yes. <laughs> Time goes on. He stays
2: mostly in the old world because he really wants none of the politics of Uthwan.
1: Uh, this land is barbaric, but it is straightforward. <laughs> yes. I like this place. It reminds me of home. Exactly. Nagar- Nagarathi. Nagarith, okay. yes. Nagarith,
0: yeah. Reminds me of home, where everyone's
1: fighting all the time. Exactly. I like this. No. Now only 41 millennium from millennia from now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he,
2: you know, time goes on. Him and Snorri are really good friends, and they, actually, you know, they do cultural exchange, which is actually how the Dark Elves got repeater crossbows.
0: Yeah. They were a, a
2: gift from the dwarves, a masterwork crossbow that could fire very continuously,
0: very rapidly. And the dwarves remember this. There's a Gotrek and Felix book where they come under fire from repeater crossbows. And, like, Felix is like, you know, they're taking cover, and Gotrek's like, that damn thing. is <laughs> like, what? We gave it to them a long time ago. is <laughs> they- like, we'll just wait for them to reload. Well, that'll be next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as, I don't know if Malekith and Snorri being good friends— they were such good friends that when Snorri was dying, I guess of old age, Malekith was the last one to see him alive because he invited, mm-hmm. Snorri invited Malekith into Amber's to hear his confession and name his successor. He trusted Malekith that much. i was actually getting to that point, yes. Oh, sorry. That's, no, that's fine. I right. just knew something and I wanted to do it. Exactly. I wanted
2: to get to the interesting part. <laughs> no, like, it's just
0: I knew something and I didn't want that one to be stolen from me. And, and
2: one was his last, he's like, I wish that's the dwarves' lives were measured in, measured like elves' lives where it's, Eons rather than just centuries. Yeah. He was old at like 300. Yeah. Which is, you know, very old for a dwarf, but he's Eons like, ago. But, but meanwhile, you know, melikit is a few centuries
0: older than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think dwarves are really older the past 500, I think.
2: 300 was very old. Yeah. The average age like 200 to 250.
1: Okay. Silly, Nathan. Three hundreds a movie. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know I, you've seen that movie <laughs> no. Can't pull a fast one on me
0: But I can on Eddie I,
1: I'm wise to your tricks
0: <laughs> <laughs> Took you long enough I won't fall for all of your ruses <laughs> Fall for a lot of them on the tabletop You can't pull a fast one on me <laughs> in the conversation <laughs>
2: You say that Now unfortunately at this point Malekith gets some very unsettling news from home Shit's fucked, yo Marathi has been starting cults Shit's fucked, yo. To the gods that the elves don't like. Oh, Not boy. Not necessarily chaos gods, but they had these two pantheons, one of light gods, you know, traditional good values, and one of decadence and other lesser, more looked down upon values. Why? I sense a civil war a coming. And Melikith goes
1: back. No, why? Can't- you can't breeze past this. Why have the two pantheons?
2: because they had the one acceptable pantheon that was encouraged to follow and the other pantheon they basically categorized all the entities they could encounter into two things yes or no for but the, what for the, for the good of everyone or for the good of yourself
1: why have a no column
2: this way you can actually know how to recognize it hmm that's fair
0: because if you want to be on the for the good of everyone rather than just for the good of yourself because I can't deny that the entities the entities exist
1: yeah I just when you yeah, create an entire god pantheon for all the bad things, you're just inviting people to worship it.
2: But this way you can actually spot it when it's actually being worshipped.
0: Yeah, it's easier to keep an it uh, it's eye. It's more of, we can't stop it, but we can keep tabs on it. I guess. Which is why, you know, there's a whole, we keep very careful track of
2: Yes, anyways. Everything. <laughs>
0: um. So he goes back, he doesn't go to
2: Nagarith, he goes to the Phoenix King to stand before him. And swears to him that he will put the cults to sl- to sword, but will spare any that are actually um, remorseful. <laughs> Several of the nobles doubt it because the the cults are being led by his mother. But since his warriors are still better than everyone else's... They don't have much choice in the matter. They, they let him lead the fight anyways. <laughs> yeah. You do you, buddy. It's like,
0: well, we doubt it, but we still want to win.
2: Now, when they, when they get to the capital city, he's at the head of this army, and he just tells everyone to wait. The gates will open. Mom! <laughs> no, not that at all. Uh, at this point, he had actually kind of subtly started... There was a resistance in Nagarith, led by the one who'd later become the Shadow King, and they started to earn their titles by this point of being Shadow Warriors they infiltrated the castle, took out all the sentries, and opened the gates for, Na- for Meliketh Without anyone knowing. There you go. So, his whole army comes into the city and finds everyone basically in the aftermath of a drunken orgy. So, no fights, no contest. Takes the city, spares those who are remorseful, goes to the keep, and his mother, of course, goes to her knees and begs forgiveness. And since he swore to end the cults, but also to be merciful, he spared her. And she basically got locked up in the Phoenix King's dungeon for the next, you know...
0: Forever. A few centuries. Okay, not forever then.
2: No, not forever. Because for
0: she's a key character, I'm guessing. She is a key character really that's time. still alive at the end times. Okay.
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah. Elves have some mileage in them, sir. Still in the dungeon? No. Oh, okay. No, because then she'd be insane. Well... She already was. Insaner. Yeah. <laughs> More insane. <laughs> not so much, I'm going to destroy the world, so much as
1: Satan's inside me insane. <laughs> More of,
0: I hear you,
2: cold man. But, like, throughout... Like, and he goes to visit her, because it's his mother. hmm And she keeps telling him, you're the one who should be phoenixing. look at all you've conquered in his name. You are... You, it is your birthright. You are the one who should be doing this. I mean, not much birthright, but... <laughs> Exactly, because elves don't care about birthrights. Yeah, and he was like, "No." Nah, but as far bro. as accomplishments
0: go, it seems like Malakith had been, a lot, been doing uh, well, a lot more than the. Phoenix
2: but at this point, since he's sick of all the bickering of everyone, all their bullshit politics, but at the same time, he's he's has conquered everything. He's also at this point lost his best friend,
1: who wasn't even an alien elf. Right?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> i thinking. You no, know, I'm guessing he's starting to he, lean he's, more he's, that he's,
2: way. He's, he's, he's like, I'm I'm too old to be taking the also. From a warrior's aspect, it's hard to respect this person who sits on a throne and does nothing. Right. So uh, they go and um, don't like
1: the way you both looked at me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addressing both of you. What? No, we're not making a commentary about this company. Of course not. <laughs> I move my hosting chair back to the corner of the table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> moving right along. Uh,
2: moving along. That. This goes on for some time, and eventually Melikas says, "You know what? It's time to do. It's time to do something.
1: It's time to duel.
2: No, not a. well.
0: because that'd be no contest. A, a
2: duel he of my
1: blade and your throat. Doesn't
2: directly kill the king. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got to look like an accident. Uh, actually, it looks like suicide." I mean, sometimes that's he an accident. He accidentally poisoned himself. Complete with suicide note and everything. But, you know, fingers point to everyone ac- assumes it's Malekith. Well, I mean, so- it sounds like they're right. <laughs> Maybe it was his crazy mother. It was actually a slave. Ah. Under the orders of Marathi to poison the Phoenix King and leave a note. Huh. Well, one of the poisons was a hallucinogenic, and he wrote the note himself, so the handwriting would be convincing. Right. Um, and then she said it that up that Malekith would be the one to find him, which was really poor planning on her
0: part. Yeah, that doesn't seem wise. Don't have the person who's going to vie for the throne after the well, king's gone be every, the one to find his still warm corpse. Every noble
2: vied for the throne because they have nothing better to do.
0: Don't have the one that everyone's going to be suspicious of.
2: At this point, every noble is simply trying to you gain, know, power. gain their own power, prove their power. Prove why they should be in charge. No, okay, don't have
1: someone
0: involved with this plot be the one yeah, to find the exactly.
1: body. Why don't we just set them all on fire? That was Malika's thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it seems. I'm guessing we're getting away. to that point. We are. So
2: they go to this. All the all the high-ranking nobles go to this. The island of Asurin, And, and there's no weapons allowed in the hall. So Malika carries a sword and there slays everyone. But... Except for, like, the grant, like, the you know, the, the anointed Assyrian, who's the one who's supposed to ano- uh, appoint the next
0: phoenix king.
1: Levels the gore drenched blade at it and says, anoint me. No, it <laughs> says... Assyrian
0: levels the sword and just says, hail to the king, baby. <laughs> more of, witness me. Ah. Walks into the pyre. The flames
2: Shh. of Assyrian. He
0: yeah. Gets
2: burnt to a crisp. Me and Le- His me and body a- goes back to mer- the capital, Marathi's, you know, devastated, devastated, but he's not quite dead. I'm not dead. So she, since thr- she is a very subtle influence to everyone she talks to, mm-hmm. she's a prisoner with more power than most people in nobility. That's amazing. So she walks out because at this point she's got, uh, she's got enough people under her sway that she's like, all right, it's time to let me out now. Yeah. Retrieves Malekith's body, goes, body and goes back to Nagarith. Forges a suit of life-sustaining armor for him.
0: I'm guessing at this point, he's not quite his old self. Not at all.
1: It wears him now. I don't also, mean that. Also, there I were quite, quite like a few that. demonic pacts
2: that she... It, it is him. Yes. But now he's been... What he says, betrayed by the gods. Mm-hmm. Denied his birthrights. Right. Forced to suffer under the rulership of petty individuals who have no right to rule. lesser
1: men. Exactly. Sorry, elves. (laughs) Lesser daisy munchers.
0: (laughs) We're toeing the line of racism with that one.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Um, Sorry to all our elf listeners. (laughs) you got a point sorry moving on
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> time yep. goes on people assume she's just sitting in her castle grieving and Meliket's dead <laughs> surprise yeah and then Nagareth has this giant army marching down from it and because it's Nagarith it's unstoppable <laughs> well there was a force that tried to well, during this time cults are rising up again yeah Becoming more and more common, there are some in Nagareth, the Shadow Warriors, who they tried to integrate back into society, and they just couldn't. They had been nomads for so long that they, because they're always on the run, they're always just, they were, they they worshiped Cronus, the hunter, the god of the hunts. They stay mobile. They just keep doing their thing. And they don't like this. They they challenged the army marching from Nagarith. The house that led the Shadow Warriors was the traditional battle standard bearer for Nagarith. So they have this, they have the, you know, they're they're holding the banner standard for Nagarith and challenging this army. And Malekith flies down on a dragon and says, Hi. Shatters their
0: army, they're left with very few, and burns the banner. Jesus. That burnt banner... Or the the imagery of it. I remember that being tied to something elf related and Well I mean forward. it says like he desecrated the banner, but like
2: later on in the game it's a rollock. That's what it is, okay.
0: So, you know, you know, a little bit
2: of a consistent. He letter, peed but on it. He, he couldn't. His armor wore him. He didn't even have his own face anymore.
0: The armor Besides, just... what suit of armor have you ever seen that has a zipper? Cod piece. The best kind of armor. <laughs> You're and Nathan has the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. If, if you get in the armor and now you have to pee, you're kind of thucks. God, peace. That's why actually medieval knights were generally kind of filthy. Yes. Because you get all that on, it takes a while to get on, you need help getting it on. Oh no, I have to poo. <laughs> <laughs> get me out. What do you mean? NOW! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Now!
0: <laughs> so Malakith burns, desecrates,
1: fucks up the standard. I'm just, and, just saying now. They... Every time you're saying Malekith, I keep thinking you're addressing me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now he's got this army marching upon One. That is now unstoppable. Damn near. Yeah, my All army's the... unstoppable. And <laughs> actually, the main reason it's unstoppable is the other nobles are Arguing over who's going to lead the army to fight him. God.
0: Whoops. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe we stop and, being oh yeah. So vain and,
2: and, petty. and they're still arguing about who's going to be the next Phoenix King. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> you know the Tomb Kings had it right, where the whoever was most qualified just assumed the throne.
2: Whoever was strongest took the throne and destroyed on any challengers. If a challenger Basically. beat him,
1: then obviously they were stronger. Obviously, they're the ruler. So you're now.
0: saying tumblings? I'm hearing Vikings in
1: this scenario. <laughs> Egyptian Vikings? That just... eh. Okay. It sounds kind of badass. <laughs> yeah. Vikings on chariots. Yeah.
0: We call those the Iceni. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we call those Boudica. <laughs> Look her up. She's pretty badass. Well, this All is right.
2: going on. There's also
0: there's this floating
2: city called the Sapphire City. The School of Magic. I'm it, it's about it,
0: this time they start getting involved.
2: And they're looking to start getting involved now. And this isn't just like, hey, look, it's a few buildings. Well, no, no, it's a like, small country that floats.
1: Hmm. <laughs> What's up, dirt
2: farmers? Now, un- <laughs> un- unfortunately, at this point, there Us. are there are becoming more and more so- uh, students displaying sorceress tendencies and impatience.
0: Rather than wizardry things.
2: And they, they want
1: power now.
0: I see where you made the distinction.
1: Yes. I'm on board with this whole sorcery bit. <laughs> I want the thing now. And eventually... Uh, the dark
2: uh, way. <laughs> the, the, and so Malchus is marching on, and the wizards are supposed to help him, but they're having their own civil war. Which ends with the sorcerers being backed into a corner and sacrificing for their lesser comrades. They leave through teleportation. Just blink gone. Yes.
0: Fucking cowards. <laughs> they were outclassed and chose to fight another day. Yep. But, like, no tale ends with, and then the heroes bravely ran away.
1: You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <laughs> god, you're
0: welcome. <laughs>
1: um, you son of I, a bitch. let me interrupt
0: here. I
2: believe your first D&D adventure ends with you running away. From a dragon! Genuinely upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> Fuck and, you. And um, <laughs> how is that different from being outclassed in every way?
0: wasn't a mage. And Doesn't I made sure make he didn't fight.
2: Oh, he said the mages or the sorcerers are leaving because people who are better at magic than them are outnumbering them, outclassing them and coming down. You left because something that was you were a fighter, something bigger, stronger and fiercer than you came down at you.
0: I Same that, scenario, yeah. different class. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. You're Fuck welcome. you, John. God. I, here, I say it because it I sense that you are not going to. This is true. <laughs> so in that case, you're welcome, Captain. Fuck Facebook, fucky face. And who says the story ends there? Because they ran away. It doesn't. Go on.
1: Also, that Then brings, what happened? That brings up another story we're going to have to tell, because I never told the story of that character. Okay, another time.
2: But yes, they... They fled to Nagareth, where they'd be accepted. Understandably so. Yes, to bolster Melchizedek's army. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and also, during this time, they have taken dragon eggs, which are very, very. Uh, do not take dragon eggs under no, any circumstances. never
1: take its babies.
2: And beyond that. Don't take anything that belongs to a co- dragon. They corrupt them to make the black dragons. Ooh. They are not fully sentient creatures like true dragons are.
0: So they can be tamed.
2: Fully. That's a way of putting it. They can be put into submission. Subjugated. Yes. Other dragons become furious whenever they see a black dragon. Really? And so... This bastardized version right right, of right. what could be you. The, yeah. the one elf that could actually become Phoenix King doesn't give two shits about the crown. Mm-hmm. Imric, the dra- hmm uh, Imric, son of Calador, the original dragon tamer. Yeah. So he goes to the Valley of the Dragons... Uses the horn, blows it more times than it's ever, because sometimes you have to, you know, blow on the horn a couple times with the dragons. He just keeps going on with it.
1: Until he's got an army.
2: Some old dragon's coming, he's like, this is what's happening, mentions the black dragons. The order of the dragons that are aroused leave and bring back ancient dragons. Oh my god. And, and like, swear their service su- thought. It's, <laughs> and swear their service to Imrek to help rid the world of this abomination.
0: The old dragons wake up hear that Hold on. Shit's fucked you. So, so, go and get the ancient dragons. Alright.
2: So during Warhammer Fantasy game, you can have the dragon princes, they ride horses. Well at this time dragon princes roared rode dragons. Well now dragon princes are riding ancient dragons. So they've hit their peak.
0: God, <laughs> god mode mark two electric boogaloo. It's
1: yeah downhill from here, boys. Well, well
2: now you have a whole bunch of players that are all, you know, god mode. Yeah. Eventually someone's hack isn't strong enough. I'm guessing that one that person was Malekath. <laughs> and since he didn't give to, and since Emric didn't actually care about uniting everyone, he had dragon army he had a dragon army. So he sent his ground forces to reinforce because Both ones kind of set up like a giant donut. Yeah. <laughs> So Ma- Malkith Sending his forces Efficiently at both sides Right So that the fighting so, retreat Doesn't go on forever Correct Well actually he just kind of go one side Until they head against A brick wall mm-hmm. Namely
0: his fortress Got it And at this point He's um So Nagarith is on Uthlan The island Yes It okay. is part of Uthlan Okay
2: And Imric sends his ground forces Through Calador Because his cousin was You know One of the princes of Calador Right The white lions Not Calidor. Um Tars. They'd, they'd hunt mythical creatures for f- sports. Because on Uthwan, even though it's the home homeworld, there are mountain ranges where you do not go because there are hydras, bandicores, chimeras, and some other Big less nasties. common things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Tars hunts those for fun. Are there giants
0: there? No. Okay.
2: Not necessarily giants per se, but there's other creatures.
0: They took care of them. <laughs> there are
2: other creatures they consider uh, chaotic beings. Dragon orcs, that, yes. Uh yeah, chimera's cockatrice, cockatrice,
1: cockatrice so, is always a fun creature. And anyway, uh,
2: the 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 dark uh, the dark the uh, now they're referred to as being referred as the drukai or dark ones, the dark elves, and they've taken to subjugating any monsters they can find and capture. So they have random hydras, manticore's, everything. Did mm-hmm. so they just send in front of their armies? basically shock yeah. okay you got those nice formations there well disciplined yeah we're gonna fuck them up and break up the lines and then come in with our. and invager. then our war veterans are gonna come and kill
0: you break the lines of the shock monsters and then come in with oh, the gaps and
2: also you guys have long bows we have repeater crossbows you have longer range we'll get up there while you're distracted
0: with the monsters
2: and, and put down volleys in. of bolts to kill you all
0: punishing volleys yes because that was the trade off in, histori- in real world history, that yeah, the longbows, you could get more shots off, but like the, the crossbows had more power to them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and longbows had a longer reach, too. Now is the one downfall, the crossbow, as far as the um, well, cross- 100 Years War. Crossbows can't really do volley fire, per se. Right. But suddenly, with the repeater crossbows, they can.
2: Well, not necessarily, like- uh, Oh, you, vo- you mean vo- like fire, fire, like, like volley- Arcing the yeah. shots, like artillery. Yeah.
0: But the repeater crossbows, that's not a factor. You just form a line with them. Yes. And it's like you're firing a volley, but it's just a constant volley. And then next rank
2: skirmishers would run up loosely, form up, and then put down punishing volleys. So it's working really well. But now there's dragons on the field. Or, Or dragons in the sky. At first, it would be the dark. I was
1: not prepared for this.
2: Well, the the High Not just any
1: dragons, I'm guessing.
2: Well, the High Elves weren't prepared for black dragons to be raining down upon them because they'd actually be doing pretty well. And then a dragon lands in their army and kills everything. But now there's ancient dragons doing aerial battles with the black dragons, and the riders are basically useless. They're holding on for dear life as the dragons are fighting
1: it out. Just like, oh god, I hope mine wins. Yes. (laughs) We'll be, uh, we we'll are moral supports,
0: leaning you. You can do it, buddy. I need you to do, <laughs> do it. it.
2: <laughs> now, a common mount amongst the elves was actually a griffin. Griffins were completely outmatched by any dragon. <laughs> yeah, don't say. So, like, you know, it's like a, throwing a, a toddler lot, in the ring with Mike Tyson. A, a lot of a lot of the princes would be like commanding the battlefield from the griffin and get ripped apart by a dra- black dragon. Yes. So then the ancient dragons come in and you know mess up the black dragons. Right. Because without the writer controlling everything, the black dragon is simply bestial rage, where the ancient r- dragon is enraged,
1: but also has millennia of experience. Just thought. Real quick, while we're still on the subject of griffins, thing I missed most about Britonia is the hippogriffs. Because it the was a beautiful really model. Cool. Anyway. Talking tabletop now. Yep.
2: It's just a beautiful thing. It anyway, is. It's a wonderful thing. But, um, there was only the one, though was... Good.
1: Did there need to be more?
2: Well, any lord choice could take it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. It just only made one model for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want my lord to have a hippogriff. Well, you're getting Lou and D- there Are
0: There any other options?
1: No. <laughs> anyway, the <laughs> battle. Yes, remove him and put on your own. Sorry, Nathan. Yeah, I'm, uh,
2: I'm, I'm skimming over a lot, by the way. But um, the war starts going into High Elves' favors.
1: Dark Elves get desperate.
2: Remember that uh, 13 ma- thirteen strongest magi that were frozen in a vortex?
1: Time to start slaughtering magi? Yes.
2: They go there. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, since they're on the back foot anyways, their last Hail Mary was, they, sh- they, uh, they slew them.
0: In the sort of thing of, if we can't win, neither can you. And now... Nagarith the- will be a world power, or there will be no Nagarith.
2: And now there's demon spawning everywhere. And so the sapphire city uses a majority of its abilities and people and instead of making another vortex that could have the same problem they don't really explain how but they make they channel chaos so that it only hits the two poles rather than the entire world which is why in the old world the farther north you go the more into chaos you go hmm. same with the south but again all oceans and no one goes there That they mention very often.
1: Yeah. Doesn't the ocean have a name? There, each ocean does have names. Yeah, there's this. I might actually. Sea of
2: Blades.
0: Sea of Blades. I. This might be a iron thing, but Sea of Claws. Sea of Claws
2: is is not. I want to say Sea of Claws is Old World. The Sea of Ghosts is. That's is Tamriel. That's it. Yeah.
1: I think the Sea of Claws is in the north though. It
2: is. It's actually. So they do this and then they they don't stop there they cast Nagaroth off, off the island flooding it so the sorcerers and sorceress of the Nagarith actually turn their each city into this floating ark hmm. so now they have these floating fortress cities and they sail to the sail to the west the great lands yes and they encounter a new plant, new land that they call Nagaroth.
0: That's where that name that, and came And that from. is how the elves split.
2: Now, during all the fighting on Uthwan, all of the settlements established by various princes, most Meliketh, a lot of the ones established by Meliketh turned to the worship of the hedonistic gods. So there's wars going on there. They're of lesser note, but... They fractured a lot. Some elves went into the great forests and splintered off, cutting all ties with all elves and became the wood elves. I was about to ask about them. They they went to the Lothlorian forest and became the wood elves. Atheloran. Atheloran is Tolkien. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I know they're both Lorian. was like,
0: which one's which? Atheloran, yeah. Yes, Atheloran. Which borders up with Petunia, going back to that. (laughs) Yes. Atheloran is not a hospitable place. Something I did forget to mention.
2: Well, Malekith and Snorri Whitebeard were still good friends. They encountered these other creatures. Taller than dwarves, shorter than elves, thicker than elves, thinner than dwarves. Living, living in mud huts. Who, man? Yes. People! <laughs> and Snorri wants to give Under- them a leg up, help them out. And Melka's like, they should have to prove themselves first. So the dwarves start helping the humans, and the elves watch from afar.
0: That differs from what I've read is that the humans had to rise up against the elves.
2: Well, I mean, I'm sure there were po- circumstances you know how, where they were well, like
0: elves. Never really gave up their whole
2: political political bullshit. Yeah, and they do not all agree. Got it. So they've had to fight elves. They've had to agree with some elves, and even though they all wear the same armor, the, this one's color make this one the color of this one's cloth means it's from a different faction, and that's. Anyway, I think, yeah.
1: I think dwarves, much like cats, see humans as just bigger, dumber dwarves.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bigger, dumber, less hairy dwarves. Yes. yes. At least in some cases, Kislev being the exception. <laughs> I think
1: we're going to have to dedicate a podcast because I want to know a lot more about Kislev.
0: Yeah. Because we. <laughs> Where are we at for time? We are about at time. And right. I feel like that was going. We would that's, start that's, with that's elves. A, and good, elves a, would be the entire so podcast because there's a lot to cover. Yeah.
2: And, and now, we've fre- now we've only freshered the elves. Yeah, we broke them. Fuck. And, <laughs> and, uh, and now we could actually start with the more current history of how they interact with other races from there. Yeah. What
0: elves? Yeah.
2: But uh, yes, that is a summary of what's often referred to as the scouring, the scourging of the elves.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yes, the scouring of the Shire. Yes, the scourging <laughs> of the elves.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a hell of a time. <laughs> Whatever became of those ancient dragons. They Most just fuck go off back, back to where the they, went. Went. they back to went back to sleep. It okay. takes
2: a lot of effort for them to because of their bulk and the fact that they're not being warmed as much as they used to be. Right. It's hard for them to stay active for a long periods of time.
1: Rage is a powerful motivator. It yes. made their blood boil. Yes.
2: The world <laughs> used to be warmer and they had a heart an easy time staying awake. Yeah. Now that the world got hold down, they never actually described why it cooled down, it just did Magic. i think the old ones tampered
0: with it yeah so like with that with dragons and this is just final yeah. tangent before we wrap up um Cathay is it the like arabia type part of the old world no or, that's Ara- yeah. that's arabi A- arabi Cathay is the oriental type yeah. the Orient. yeah so in Ara- Arabi, would there be more dragons there because it's more desert like no. There
2: are fewer dragons in Cathay, but no, I mean uh, in, Aramae, in, Aramae. in the desert. Department. I know there's dragons in Cathay because they actually put a lot of their culture around dragons. Right. And since it is actually next to Kemri, which is a desert, as a desert country, it would be warmer. So perhaps there are dragons that are more active there during the buildup of that country.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because for all the Tomb Kings, with all being this desert land. You'd think there'd be more mention of dragons there.
2: Yeah, they never encountered dragons, but Cathay did. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like you yeah. think you'd think you'd think
0: Kemri would be just
2: just lousy well, with dragons. It's also, a desert wasteland, and dragons need food. Yeah, so that's Oof. that's what I was gonna get at. On the borders of Kembery, then, where it's warm, well, and then no. they can venture into other lands and eat things well, there. On the borders, even... of, on the borders of Kemri actually, it, when they're upon like the towards the edge of Kembery, it actually changes climate and becomes more
0: tropical. Mm-hmm. and hmm Because a song. lot of lizard men. Ah. Little dragons. Exactly. Basically. And led by giant toads.
1: Yes. Because why not? Dinosaurs. Frogs.
0: <laughs> Frogs. Something people. that doesn't look like a
1: human. Life hmm.
0: uh found a way.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note, I this podcast simple. found a way, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it did. Alright. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Lord Council. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, and we shall see you next time for when we talk about how the elves have impacted all the other things, as well as just all the other racist tangents. Anyway, bye! Doodles. Bye.